You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You ready? Welcome back, everyone, to the Buff Hub. I'm your host, Steve Vega. This is a Buffalo Rumblings podcast, and today is a very, very special day because the Bills are going to be in the AFC Championship against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I have... I don't even know how to introduce you. Uh, it's its too difficult. I, I'm, I'm always flattered to just be able to talk to you and uh, you just be in my presence. So... Bruce Nolan is here, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, Bruce? I am fantastic. I, I just disco balls, dancers. I mean, really, what else could you possibly ask for? Uh, I don't know. Uh, at this point, I, I feel way too spoiled as a Bills fan. I feel uh, very fortunate uh, going into this year, as a matter of fact, of how things have been turning out. And, uh, you know, this is the cherry on the top. The Bills have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, this is, this is insane, and it's hard not to be biased in this podcast. It's hard to go into every question, every topic we're going to have and and not feel like I'm just completely going to talk about the Bills just destroying or whatever. Like, I'm going to try my absolute best to stay in the middle, to be realistic, but, you know, I, I just do not believe for one second the Buffalo Bills arrived here by mistake. I just don't. Uh, I think the Bills deserve to be here. Uh, and, you know... Holy smokes, you know, 10, 11 months ago, I did not see myself on Buffalo Rumblings talking about the Bills in the AFC Championship. This is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, it's funny. The Bills were the number two seed in the AFC, and they end up playing in the AFC Championship against the number one seed. So, like, how could you possibly argue that they don't deserve to be here? Because they earned the number two seed with their play during the regular season, and the number one seed earned the number one seed with their play through the regular season, and now the number one team and the number two team end up meeting in the AFC Championship. How could you possibly say they don't deserve to be here? You, You can't say that it was a fluke lucky couple games because you would be ignoring the entire regular season in order to make that argument. So I really have very little patience for the Bills don't deserve to be here crowd. Right. Because the Bills earned the number two seed and then went out and beat the people in front of them. So whether you want to use playoffs or whether you want to use regular seasons, either way, they've proven to be at least the number two team in this conference, which earns them the right to play in the AFC championship game. So I don't have patience for Bills don't deserve to be here. Bills deserve to be here. They earned it during the regular season. They earned it again in the playoffs. And here they are. Oh my goodness. I'm so fired up. And you know what? I have to bring this up, Bruce, because I am guilty. Okay. I'm guilty. I was one of the naysayers after I saw the Bills, you know, lose two straight games against very 
awesome AFC teams. And I, t- I messaged you and I said, if the Bills don't shape up after that Titans loss, I will bring you on my podcast. I said, like a couple weeks after that point, I said, I'll bring you on my podcast and I will label the McDermott era similar to the Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis era. And they made me eat my words. And let me tell you, I am so thankful that the Buffalo Bills are the absolute opposite of that. Marvin Lewis with Andy Dalton went 0-4 in the playoffs when they were together. They had record-breaking you know, things that happened in the regular seasons together, but no playoff wins. And I was nervous the Bills were going to turn into that. And here we are, sitting uh, in the final four. And I, I want to begin, right, we're going to talk about my favorite player, my favorite topic as usual, Matt Milano, right? Bruce, will Matt Milano be the big difference on defense in this rematch? And can he slow down Travis Kelsey? Well, the first thing that I think that we sometimes make an assumption about is that one player versus one player matchups happen more often than they actually do in the NFL. So one of the things you'll notice is that the vast majority of the time there's 1v1 matchups, it's defensive line versus offensive line, or it's cornerback versus wide receiver. But when you have other scenarios that arrive on the playing field for a competitive snap, it's not really 1v1 as often as we think. So Matt Milano being on the field will make a difference because Matt Milano is a better player than AJ Klein. I don't think that's a hot take by any means. <laughs> AJ Klein found a nice role for himself as a blitzing linebacker toward the back half of the 2020 regular season, but Matt Milano clearly the superior player. So having him around is going to help. I don't think his presence by itself guarantees you shut down Travis Kelsey. Now, I will say that Matt Milano is the better of the coverage linebackers. I mean, Matt Milano, when targeted in coverage this year, gives up an 81 passer rating, roughly, versus Tremaine Edmonds, who gives 120 passer rating when targeted in coverage. So, yes, he is the better of the two coverage linebackers, but you would expect that from someone who is a converted college safety. So that's not surprising by any means. He also made has a hankering for making some good plays, some splash plays in coverage, like pass breakups that you saw against the Baltimore Ravens. So Matt Milano being on the field is one of many aspects of the Bills Chiefs this time around that will make it different than the Bills Chiefs the last time around. Absolutely. And you look at, you know, the weather conditions, whatever have you. And it, there was so much going into that game because of the hype. Josh Allen is, you know, turning his career around in, in record-breaking fashion. And here we go. You're going against Super Bowl champions. If you don't beat them, you're just the same old Josh Allen. You know, that narrative, whatever. You know, I, I was just hoping to see us be competitive in that game. And I think, you know, because of the conditions and you look at, you know, how the defense, they still didn't catch their stride with knowing how to play with each other on defensive line. All those things went into that, you know, Zimmer playing. Uh, there were so many narratives on the on the Bills side that still needed to get figured out. And I'm looking at us now. It's like, you know, you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I feel like the Bills have self-actualized at this point in the season. And, well, in the playoffs, right? And so I'm looking at Travis Kelsey, and I have been on the record saying, I believe Travis Kelsey 
is the reason Patrick Mahomes is so magnificent. Yes, you do have Tyreek Hill. Totally understand, totally, totally respect him. But in order for Tyreek Hill to get the one-on-one, Travis Kelsey is going to need to get double, triple covered. And they have to hope and pray that whoever's covering Tyreek Hill can cover Tyreek Hill. You know, so I'm looking at Matt Milano and I'm saying to myself, he has to be physical at the line of scrimmage against this guy. If he gets the chance on a third and four, whatever, and just make it rough for him to get open, make it rough for him to get any contested catch. And Travis Kelsey is one of the masters, one of the masters of tight ends, I think in NFL history at being able to win in contested coverage. But nonetheless, I just think that Matt Milano will provide, you know, that mojo for the Bills defense to really get going. And you look at, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the injuries mounting up on the other side with him and then a couple other players. But there was a question that I brought up to you, Bruce, and we're going to, this is the next point here. We're not going to get too deep into it because yes, it could be another podcast if we get too deep, but how let's talk about the coaching here. How does Sean McDermott, right? How does he exploit Andy Reid's game plan? The thing about Andy Reid is that he's one of the better offensive minds we've had in the game in the last 20 years. And every single place that he's gone, as far as teams he's rolled out, right? Multiple teams with Kansas City, he rolled out with success on offense. Multiple teams with the Philadelphia Eagles, he rolled out with success on offense. With different types of quarterbacks, Donovan McNabb was not Alex Smith. And Alex Smith was not Patrick Mahomes. These are very, very different players. And Andy Reid is constantly evolving. If you look at Donovan McNabb's offensive system from the Brad Childress era in Philadelphia, it doesn't look anything like the Alex Smith offenses, which don't look anything like the Patrick Mahomes' offense. And Andy Reid is constantly picking the brains of college coaches and trying to implement the next thing. And so... The thing that I think is interesting and the thing that Sean McDermott took from Andy Reid, and I don't think people draw this correlation as much as they probably should, but the thing that Sean McDermott took from Andy Reid wasn't just bad clock management. (laughs) But (laughs) though, uh, admittedly, Sean McDermott recognized that in himself and hired a coach to help him with those things. And they've gotten markedly better. Sean McDermott was not a good game day coach when he got here. But yeah. he's become a good game day coach. But that's right. That That's the thing. Andy Reid is constantly evolving. And so is Sean McDermott. That's the thing that Sean McDermott, thankfully, took from Andy Reid. The need to constantly evolve. So when you say, how does Sean McDermott take advantage of Andy Reid's scheme? Andy Reid's scheme is constantly moving. And it's constantly in flux. They're always introducing new things. Now, one of the things that's interesting about this particular game, and one of the things I think will make this particular game more easily defensed, as opposed to week six, is Patrick Mahomes' mobility will probably be impacted by the foot injury, by the issues he's had with the foot. So I don't think you're going to be able to see as much of the movement from Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to want to move that much. We've seen his throwing mechanics be altered by that as it is. So here's what I think. The best thing that the Bills can do, 
is shockingly enough, play the defensive linemen they have in similar ways to the fact that they played Lamar Jackson. And I know that sounds weird, but with Lamar Jackson, the key is to make sure you're disciplined in your rush lanes. With Patrick Mahomes, it is similar. And Patrick Mahomes is going to want to stick around in the pocket because of the the ankle injury, because of the foot injury, because he has lower extremity problems. He's not going to want to do it, so let's oblige him. Let's make sure that you are rushing him and disciplined with your rush lanes. That big third and 13 that the Bills gave up against the Chiefs with four minutes left to go in their first meeting where they had an opportunity to maybe have a game-winning drive, they gave up that third and 13 because Patrick Mahomes broke the pocket and made a play down the field. Because Patrick Mahomes always breaks the pocket and makes a play down the field. I was literally thinking about that play this whole week before you know, we got to recording. Like That play for me is the reason Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, when all else fails, the guy figures something out. So to take one of his tools away, that's a very key tool, mind you. He's going to have to rely big time on probably the number two and number three receiver, Sammy Watkins, or uh, uh, you, you got a couple of them. I mean, I, I, their third just shifts around for me. But would you say that? Would you say like taking away that key uh, from Patrick Mahomes' arsenal is monumental? I do think it's important because Patrick Mahomes is is an unbelievably talented quarterback, but he's not immortal. He's not infallible. And so Patrick Mahomes under pressure is the worst version of Patrick Mahomes, as it is for the vast majority of quarterbacks. But one of the things he likes to do is get away from pressure with his legs, get outside the pocket, and make huge, amazing plays down the field. And if he's going to be less inclined to do those things because of his maybe impacted mobility, then we have to not allow him the easy ways to get outside the pocket by losing rush discipline. So you need to rush with discipline against Patrick Mahomes, keep him bottled up in the pocket, and make him throw with funky mechanics that are impacted by your lower extremity injuries and make him feel uncomfortable and compressed in the pocket. That's what you have to do in this particular matchup to take advantage of the circumstances and also acknowledge the fact that Andy Reid's probably not going to be calling a lot of speed options. You know what I love is that you stuck to the offensive side on how to defeat the Chiefs, and I'm going to talk about how the offense of the Bills need to attack the Chiefs now, uh, the Chiefs' defense. So, amazing points. And, you know, I'm going to say this because, look, the Chiefs this whole season – have been unstoppable. They're the team. They're the team you want to beat. But man, they just have too many weapons to keep track of. But it's interesting that they took like those twenty days off. They come back to the playoffs and they look vulnerable all over again. Something. There's a kink in the chain. There's a reason, Bruce. There's a reason that Patrick Mahomes got hurt. There's a reason why they started to slow down. Their plays are getting old. People are starting to figure out what they're calling, and they're forcing the Chiefs to try and convert on third and short, fourth and short. And you're looking at what's happening is that they're slowly but surely starting to run out of options. Well, due to injury, obviously, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and they're trying to rely on, you know, Le'Veon Bell and, you know, Williams coming in. So they're dealing with injuries. I understand that. But, you know, eventually people start to figure out how to defend you. And when – your back's against the wall, 
and you're you're literally playing with nothing left to lose in the playoffs, you really start to see teams show up. And I want to talk about one thing in particular that I noticed, and it was time of possession. Everyone wants to talk about how, oh, you know, the Chiefs were vulnerable, whatever have you, and this, this, and that, and the Browns, you know, they just didn't match up well enough, and they, that's why they couldn't really take the next step to beat them. Look, I, I think the game was dead even in my eyes. They Baker Mayfield couldn't get couldn't get that last drive to you know, win the football game, but the time of possession was split at about 30 minutes each. So keep Patrick Mahomes off the field as much as you can, possess the football, establish the running game, and this is the one stat that really caught my eye. This whole season, the Chiefs have allowed more than 75% of opponent trips in the red zone to go for a touchdown. What is one of the best things the Buffalo Bills do? Score touchdowns in the red zone. This is a game to do that. This is a game to capitalize on, on, on what you're great at. And more importantly, I do think that, yes, the defense has to try to get punts, you know, get Josh Allen good field position. If we're driving, God, for God's sakes, if we have to drive from the 5 or 10-yard line in this game, I'm going to vomit. I, I won't be able to watch the game, uh, you know, with ease or at least thinking the Bills could be competitive because it took a lot. A whole hell of a lot out of the Bills to beat the Colts with that terrible field position. But yet again, Josh Allen, the great, comes out of nowhere and just delivers strike after strike after strike, and we win the football game, a game we weren't supposed to win. And uh, so if it, this brings me to my next point here, Bruce. So who do you think will shine more, Josh or Mahomes? Well, I think the obvious answer is Josh Allen, mostly because the Bills defense has been playing really good football and Patrick Mahomes has been being lesser at football, not because Patrick Mahomes is not a better quarterback than Josh Allen. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that there seems to be a trajectory here. And if Patrick Mahomes outplays Josh Allen, which is completely possible because he's Patrick Mahomes, he's a Super Bowl MVP and a league MVP and for a reason. You know, there's a reason he's a passing leader and all the things that he is. It will be an adjustment to the trajectory because Josh Allen ended the regular season on an absolute tear and in the playoffs played really well against the Colts and played eh, okay against the Ravens. And Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, finished the year with the Miami game, the New Orleans game, the Atlanta game, and he was kind of trending in the wrong direction. And then the Cleveland game, he was fine, but he, of course, didn't get a chance to play that entire game. So it's kind of a weird trajectory because the Bills' defense is also on a different trajectory. They didn't look good against the Colts, and they looked amazing against the Ravens. So anybody's game, anybody's guess for this particular game. So I'm inclined to think that Josh Allen, given the fact that he's just finished playing Miami, the Colts, and the Ravens, which are three of the best defenses in the AFC. And now he gets to play the Chiefs, which are still a perfectly reasonable defense, but they're not at that level. You think to yourself, okay, Josh Allen's probably due for a pretty big game, and that seems to make sense. And you already know that the Buffalo defense has the ability to slow down Patrick Mahomes because they did it in week six. Now, they did it in week six by inviting him to pass. It wasn't like Patrick Mahomes was bad in week six because he wasn't. He just wasn't available as an option. He threw the ball 26 times. So I do think that there's a reasonable argument to be made 
that Josh Allen could potentially have a better game than Patrick Mahomes. But he doesn't have to just have a better game than Patrick Mahomes to win. He has to have a probably a markedly better game than Patrick Mahomes in order to make sure they win. Because this is the thing that we don't talk about with this Chiefs team. This is the third year in a row that this Chiefs team is going to be in the AFC Championship game. This is not new for them. This is new for the Bills. That does matter. Championship caliber experience matters. It's the reason why Josh Allen and the entire mantra from the Buffalo Bills this year and this week has been, it's the most important game because it's the next one. The reason why Sean McDermott says that is because he knows that that's what you tell a team and that's how you plan to have a team wrap their head around something they haven't experienced before. And the Chiefs have experienced that before, and that's going to matter. But I would not be shocked if Josh Allen came out and had a really good game. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. I think it's Josh over Mahomes in this game. And I want to bring up something before I talk about Mahomes because – about you know this matchup with Mahomes, I think I want to I want to I want to pull back to last year real quick. Chiefs versus the Texans. Everyone forgets when the momentum shifted, and they think it was because Travis Kelsey just exploded. The cornerback who was covering Travis Kelsey got hurt. Then they play their third or fourth string cornerback to tr- cover Travis Kelsey, and the entire defense of. The Houston Texans, I mean, just goes to crap. Because if you can't stop Travis Kelsey, the floodgates open. So let me be very clear before I talk about Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is not great without Travis Kelsey. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. He is not great without a Hall of Fame tight end. Travis Kelsey is big time. And I am telling you, Mahomes is hurt. And if his main guy, whenever he breaks out of the pocket, is not able, is not there to, who's able to bail him out every single time, there's going to be picks. He's probably going to get injured again. And yes, I think a Josh Allen win could possibly get discounted, which sucks. But again, then the whole regular season was discounted because Tom Brady wasn't playing on the Patriots. I don't want to hear it because Tom Brady was on the downhill trend with the Patriots and decided to go to a freaking... Uh, Pro Bowl caliber team, you know, Pro Bowl-esque Tampa Bay team with all the talent in the world, and now he's in the Final Four again. So I don't want to hear it. This is football. This is what you expect when you try to throw your quarterback in on a fourth and one and think he's not possibly going to get hurt. Carson Wentz. Yes, Josh Allen. He learned his lesson. Getting concussed, getting, you know, kicked out, you know, pulled out of the game that he possibly could have won at the end, although he was, wasn't trending in the, in the best way at the beginning of that Patriots game. You know which game I'm talking about. So there's a lot you can get into, but he benefits off of Kelsey and he benefits off of motion. And if we take away the deep pass game, he has to solely rely upon the running game, which the Bills completely shut out against the best running, I think, running game team in the entire NFL with the Baltimore Ravens. So now let's talk about Josh Allen. Superstardom is on his fingertips. Think about this right now. Most recently, the Chiefs allowed Calvin Ridley to rack up 130 yards. Rashard Higgins, 88 yards. It was a tight contested game. And, you know, to allow him to be able to rack that up, I think is pretty significant. Mind you, we can, and we can talk about that play over and over. I think Baker Mayfield 
gets crowned the gem of the AFC if that touchdown, if if the if the wide receiver would have just you know punched it through there. I think if he would have just held it out with his right hand and he didn't get a helmet to helmet hit, I think the Browns win that game easily. Now, this is what I am looking at when I see Josh Allen. You have been able, when the going has gotten tough, to find someone who is open. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, several wide receivers will get open in this game. It's going to be all on Josh Allen to deliver accurate footballs. Drive the football down the field. Possession passes. Not always look for the home run. If it's not there, who cares? It'll eventually show up if you just chip away at them and show them, I can dissect you. That's what Josh Allen needs to do. Winning a Super Bowl, Josh, would make you a legend. I know that's on his mind because when when we won the division, great, awesome. But he knows what it felt like to have a playoff win just fall through his fingertips like sand. It, 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 It literally lit a fire that I don't think the NFL has ever seen before because what Josh Allen is doing is unprecedented. He went from worst to first in a lot of categories. It's it's insane. So let's talk about the grander scheme of things here, though, Bruce. So what does this game mean for the Buffalo Bills organization going forward? I think this game is a testament to the narrative that's going to start to pop up this offseason. And one of the things that I was very much looking forward to is not having to make a discussion this offseason and do lots of pods about why Sean McDermott isn't Marvin Lewis. So I've mentioned on my pod a couple times that one of the reasons I'm very grateful for a Buffalo Bills playoff win against the Indianapolis Colts is so I don't have to deal with that. And you're welcome, by the way, because you're the one who decided to inject that idea into my head months and months ago. And I thought, oh my goodness, he's right. I'm going to have to deal with Marvin Lewis comparisons the entire offseason if the Bills don't win a daggone playoff game. So thank you for that, by the way, Mr. Vega. I appreciate that. (laughs) Injected that into my earworm. Anyway, but now I think there's going to be a different discussion. And the discussion is, are Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs going to restrict the Buffalo Bills, and Josh Allen's ability to make a Super Bowl. Is this going to be like Jordan and the Bulls keeping down the Knicks and all those good teams in the Eastern Conference of the NBA for all that stretch? Is that what it's going to be? And I have a feeling that's the narrative that will pop up if the Bills lose this game. Well, you know, the Bills are well positioned for future wins. But are Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs just going to completely stifle the AFC the way that Brady did? No one else is even going to have a shot unless you get lucky and you get one or two like Manning. That's going to be the question that's going to be posed this offseason because, quite frankly, people are desperate for content and they're going to reach reaching for things and that's what they're going to find. So I do think that the loss that is out there as a potential will affect the narrative. It'll just affect it differently now that it happens in the AFC championship versus happening in the AFC wildcard round. Fantastic. And, you know, Bruce, I I look at this game, right? And what I am feeling is just pure and utter thankfulness. 
we possibly have a dynasty with an incredible culture, with incredible players, and an incredible opportunity to change NFL history, beyond Bill's history, NFL history. And you say, you know, who, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, you know, the Chiefs, they're kind of like Brady and the Pats, whatever. I think that the Buffalo Bills are the Baltimore Ravens of said era of Brady dominance. They are the team that Brady, they are the team that Mahomes does not want to face. They are the team the Chiefs do not want to face. They, the Bills are the team Chiefs fans do not want to hear. They ruin your hopes and dreams. That's what I think the Buffalo Bills are building. I think the Buffalo Bills, well, they've built a true contender. Proof is in the pudding. They made it. They're here. And they're here to stay. Unless by, you know, some horrible culture esque, you know, mistake happens with leadership, I don't foresee the Buffalo Bills trending in the wrong direction. Now, I look at, you know, the tight end and the running back position. They still need to get figured out. But an AFC championship matchup is proof everything is headed in the best direction since 1995. You can't make this up. This isn't by accident. They've built this person by person in the facility, player to player. It's absolutely incredible that a city like Buffalo has a team like this. And, you know, Buffalo is a football city. Buffalo is what you think about when you think about football. Now, our history says otherwise in a lot of areas, but we were competitive back then. We're going to be damn well competitive now. And yes, it's like, it's like the, the old wise words of my dad. Whenever I would ask him growing up about the Super Bowls and whatever, and he would just tell me, you need really good players with a lot of luck. Because just like you're seeing with Mahomes, just like you're seeing with Brady getting the opportunity to play with amazing players in Tampa, not getting locked up into some kind of weird contract, and all these chips fall in so many different ways. Right? I'm ranting here, but yes, you need luck, but you also need good players, but you don't get here by mistake. And I want to leave it at that. I want to leave it at that because I think the Bills deserve to be here. The Bills deserve to be recognized. And I'm telling you right now, if there was ever a game that the Bills are going to be super, super fired up to play ever, it's this one. It's this one. Taron Johnson uh, made the most amazing interception, or pick six, I think, in, a, in NFL history. He made the Bills relevant again. It's awesome. And I think we're here. I think we're here to stay. And I'm happy. I'm super happy. We're not the Marvin Lewis Bengals. We're not the Marvin Lewis Bengals, Bruce. Uh, I'm very excited about that, by the way. You can probably hear it in my voice. But I'm definitely excited about not having to have the, no, we're not Marvin Lewis discussions 
it, it's a little bit Tony like Ro- Christian- we're not Tony we're not Tony Romo and the Cowboys as we're well we're not Tony Romo and the Cowboys it's a little bit like the Christian Wade discussion for me I just don't want to have it I just don't want to have it I don't want to have the Marvin Lewis conversation I don't want to have the Christian Wade conversation and one of those I don't have to have this offseason so I'm very excited about that <laughs> well Bruce obviously uh There's excitement all around, uh, not only from Bills fans, but just NFL fans in general about this matchup. And whoever you are, wherever you're listening, uh, please definitely give Bruce a listen on his podcast. Bruce, just give the audience, uh, you know, some avenues on where they can find your content and whatnot. Steve, thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my name is Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. I am also a member of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast community. Wherever you are currently listening to Steve and the Buff Hub, you can listen to me on Thursdays and Fridays. My show is the Bruce Exclusive. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for jumping back on the Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Let's go, Bills, and let's make history. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.